following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. year we got a few Not all right me. a lot of first time a lot of first timers that's, that's right be, well cheers let's all have a drink all right Not too bad man they packed it out again buddy so right out of the gate um we're here in nashville obviously uh on broadway having a lot of fun <laughs> walking in here man there's so many people having a good time i'm jealous but we are here because of the Ally 400 out at the Nashville Speedway. And we got to thank Ally for bringing us all together. Ally is not only sponsoring the race, they are part of why we are back at Nashville Super Speedway to begin with. Their investment in that facility, being able to bring it back and it become part of the schedule. We've seen some really damn good racing out there at that racetrack the last couple of years, to be honest with you. That's right. So I'm looking forward to not only tomorrow's Xfinity race, but the Sunday Cup race. Ally, Ally also sponsors the Dale Jr. Download. They sponsor our guest segment. Yes, so, have yeah. a drink to that. That's important. <laughs> and that, that helps us out a lot. Yes, and, it uh, does. Yeah, so we really appreciate everything they do. And... Uh, yeah, that's why we're here tonight. So thank you, Ally. We're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, we got a couple of guests coming up on the stage. One of my friends, Will Compton, is here tonight. With He's one half of Bussin' with the Boys, uh, an incredible podcast that's blown up over the last few years. I became friends with Will uh, because he was a football player, a linebacker for the Washington Commanders. Commanders. <laughs> and one of my favorite teams and he's quickly became one of my favorite players but he's also just a damn cool dude so he's here tonight he's going to tell us all about his career living in nashville and uh playing for the titans there for a while but also building bus with the boys which is incredible what he's done also steve latart's going to be up here tonight oh wow steve latart yeah. fans are here tonight steve's going to help us preview the race this weekend, we're going to talk about the season, how it's went. We're going to ask a lot of y'all, y'all's opinion about the season, particularly some of the accidents that have happened on the racetrack this year. So get ready because we're going to put you on the spot. As a matter of fact, where is Travis Rockhold right now? So everybody look right here. Travis Rockhold, hold your hand up. So Travis is a producer for Dirty Mo Media, and he's going to have a mic, and he's going to do his best to get around this bar. Good luck, Travis. I don't know how you're going to do it. But <laughs> if you want to, we want to talk to you guys. If you have questions for Dale, we'll have opportunities to do that. But you got to find him first. Yeah, so we're going to get Steve up here after a while. He's going to actually help us wrap up the show. And uh, we're going to put a few of y'all on the spot. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait for that. But, um, you know, just to get things kicked off, uh, the Dale Jr. Download. Uh, a lot of y'all probably do listen to the Dale Jr. Download and everything we do at Dirty Mo Media. Thank you. Just in case you don't, the Dale Jr. Download is a weekly podcast that me and Mike do together. Me and Mike are uh, best friends forever. <laughs> and so it's, it's, been a really, uh, it's been a really a lot of fun with Mike over the years doing the podcast. But our, uh, our story goes way, way back. 
That's right. Mike used to work with me uh, during the Bud days, and basically, when I was a race car driver and I was partying all night and sleeping in all day, he was the one that made sure I got uh, to everything on time. That it, was. We never got anywhere on time. Yes, if we, we did. were notoriously late well, every time. And you were the one that always got the ass chewing. I got chewing. blamed for yeah. it. Yeah, he he always got the ass chewing about you. That's actually. Right. I was actually late uh, for practice one time. One time, huh? Yeah, well, just one. one. Well, I, I do oh. remember one time in particular. Atlanta Motor Speedway. Dale Jr. showed up to practice about halfway through, had sheet marks on his face. <laughs> I mean, looking rough. And then, of course, the Yuris are looking at me. I'm like, hey, what's going on? But listen, this is back when Dale Jr. just didn't give a damn, really. So, we, like, he, and, and then he showed up and he'd be like top on the practice sheets. So it's like we had them covered in the egg. It was a fun time. We enjoyed it. Had a couple ass chewings here and there. We but did. You, you were for it. Was yeah. Like, no problems. And we chewed each other's ass every once in a while. Yes. I remember one time I got, I, I got so mad at Mike, I had to write his wife an apology. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Uh, we're still kind of curious about that, frankly, Dale. My wife was like, why did he? I got the longest. By the way, Dale Jr. doesn't write emails very long. It's usually like two-word sentences. But that <laughs> night, to my wife. Weird. Dude. It was like the Gettysburg Address. I knew for sure your ass went home, and that was the first thing you told her. No. You won't believe what Dale said today. You won't believe what Dale did. I thought, man, she probably thinks I'm a real asshole. I better apologize. what about me? I thought you were a real asshole. (laughs) That didn't matter. You'll get over it. Um, (laughs) I did get over it. (laughs) We've uh, we've had a lot of fun over the years, and, and we still enjoy doing the podcast together. I can't believe what the podcast has become. We actually uh, started a couple new shows this year, one that I was, well, a few that I was actually really excited about, but one that's gotten quite a lot of response, and that's Actions Detrimental with Denny Hamlin. Uh-oh, uh-oh, wow. Yeah. Wait a second. Let's hear it. I didn't even hear any boos on this I one. I didn't either. <laughs> no, 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 y- y- y'all missed your chance. You don't get the boo on cue. You bo- Y'all like Denny Hamlin. He's coming on. He's coming around. Yeah. I think they I, like him. I'll be honest with you. I think that I don't, I don't think that – I mean, I think that you can hate Denny but still listen to the podcast. Am I right? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> That's all we care about. Because <laughs> Denny's going to say something crazy. And, uh, I mean, hell, he said a few things that got his ass in trouble this year. Um, got him a penalty. He – you know, so it – at Phoenix, he wrecks Ross, puts Ross in the fence, and he gets on his podcast and tells everybody how he did it. And then he got penalized and then went and appealed that penalty. And he said, I didn't wreck him on purpose. Yeah, he, I don't know. <laughs> I thought, I don't think he should have been penalized. I think all that stuff's actually really good for competition and good for storylines. And so I kind of I wish he hadn't got penalized because then the drivers, they kind of seal, they kind of quiet up, quiet up a little bit, quiet down a little bit. Uh, for a few weeks. That's right. But the, you know, you got to keep those rivalries simmering a little bit. That's right. And listen, if you had episode five is the first penalty in 30 <laughs> Mo Media history, that was Denny Hamlin. That, that he has that award, and I don't think anybody's going to beat him. I mean, it was so funny because so I've raced against Denny, and he's pissed me off before. And there's been times when I've hated the guy's guts, but he named his show "Actions Detrimental" and did. Literally did actions detrimental. Right. There was a penalty coming the day we named it that, right? Yes. <laughs> That's right. I just thought that was really ironic. But it's been fun watching Denny sort of learn the ropes, right, and get his, get his podcast and legs. 
and he really hasn't stayed, you know, let off the gas any. Even though he got no. himself in a little trouble, he's still very honest. The show is doing really good. Mike and those guys had a lot to do with the the, the actual studio. So if you you know if you if you've watched any of the clips on YouTube, um, Mike and the guys had a lot to do with that. You also started a new show um, with Steve Latart called Dirty Mo Dough. Uh, Anybody which, caught that podcast? Yeah. Dirty Mo Dough. Yeah. Have you made money? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you're winning money listening to those jokers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's pretty good. Hey, um, Steve, we found one. Did Steve make it? Is he here? He's he, here somewhere. I think I somewhere. saw him. Well, we'll ask him when he gets up here if anybody's walked up to him at the racetrack and told him, hey, you're an asshole. Your information is terrible. Um, but anyways, I've been trying to tell you for years that we needed to do that show. I'm glad you finally listened. I did. I finally yeah. listened. You were that right. That is true. You were right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, uh, we, we have fun with that show. And for those that don't know, and Steve will come up here and we'll talk about it when he does, but Dirty Mo Doe is a, a sports gambling show. So if you like to responsibly make bets on NASCAR uh, primarily or anything, then that's your show. I think, I think the show is good for, for gamblers, but it's also a good show to listen to if you just want to handicap the field. So yeah, they have a great way of sort of explaining, like, hey, man, I think this guy's going to have a great race. And they'll give you good, good information on why. I also want to talk about our own show, Mike, and what it is that we both enjoy the most uh, when we do the Dale Jr. download. So I'm going to let you go first. What is your favorite part about our show? And be honest. Honestly, uh, I did not know he was going to ask me this, so I'm on the spot. My favorite part of the Dale Jr. download is when we get a guest who is sitting across Dale Jr. at that table, and it's conversations that myself and probably all of you thought would have happened a long time ago. Maybe it's about Dale Sr., maybe it's about being a teammate, maybe it's about something that you know normal people talk about, but drivers aren't normal people. Racers aren't real normal. They think differently. And so we've gone two decades, and there's conversations that have not been had that are now finally happening. That's my favorite moment to the download. I think your favorite moment, I don't think you're telling the truth, I think your favorite <laughs> moment is when you're arguing with me. You seem to really enjoy that part. I don't. I don't look for arguments. I know sometimes that you'll argue a point that you don't even believe. I believe everything I say on Bullshit. that show. I do. I believe everything. It's just mostly things that you don't agree with. Like that time we were arguing about something and you, were, you brought up Kyle Petty, like out no, of nowhere. I was right. I was right about that. That was Denny Hamlin wrecking at Ross Chastain. That's what, that was it. it. It was at Pocono last year. That's right. And he's like, well, Kyle Petty said it was, uh, was not a wreck or he didn't do it into it. I'm like, what, are we just picking names out of fucking thin air? <laughs> just, just, okay, well, you win, Kyle Petty. You got me there, Mike. <laughs> you know what my favorite part is, is when. I think you just said it. No, no, no. That was the fun part. I think my favorite part is when me and you sit down and talk about um, being a husband or being a father. Whenever, like, because I'm coming in there all the time. <laughs> I'm all the time coming in there going, man, I'm not a messed up. Uh, you know, this, if, you if you listen to any of this year's shows, you might have heard a little bit about how I fell a little short on Mother's Day this year. A little short? Yeah. You didn't get her anything. Yeah. 
Not I'm, even a card. <laughs> Listen, a I, I am an asshole, all right? I, I admit it. <laughs> Amy said, hey, man, uh, I want you to bring this. Speci- I was flying to meet her somewhere, and she's like, it was a beach area, and she's like, I wanted you to bring this food, and I forgot that. <laughs> we go out on the beach, and uh, I sit, I got everything laid out, and the tent's up, and the sun's happening, got the radio playing, and I lay back and crack a beer, and she turns around, looks at me, and goes, Where's, what'd you bring for me? And I'm like, not a damn thing. I hope you like beer. And uh, so, I mean, yeah, big screw up by me. And, of course, she hits Father's Day out of the park. She could have held it against me and, and give me a sh- shitty Father's Day. I deserved it. But anyways, my boat. point is is that I'll come into the studio, and I made a bigger point this year to do this more often. And so I'll come into the studio, and I'll be like, man, this happened, and this is the way this went down. And it might be something with being a husband. It might be something about being a father. And I learn a lot, man. I mean, I either learn that I'm thinking the right way and that I'm on track, or I either learn that i got to have a different point of view about certain things. You've got girls. I've got two girls. His girls are a little older. And so it's a perfect scenario for me to bounce things off of him. And he'll, he'll go, oh, I'm, I know what you're doing. I know where you've been. I know, I know what you need to do here. And so for me, that's probably most most enjoyable part of it. Uh, outside of winning arguments. Hey, yeah. who's got teenagers in here? Yeah. Who's got like uh, uh, you? Brought, <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't mean who brought your teenager here tonight. <laughs> but I guess that's one of us brought our teenager to the bar. Mom of the year. Yeah. Hey, what is your name? What did she say? <laughs> Melissa. Well, Melissa, welcome. You're our new favorite person. You're here tonight, uh, Melissa. And you're drinking water. Good. But my, my point but, is, yeah, that's yeah, but, you know, we, I can't wait. You know, Dale says a lot of times, don't wish for time to go by, right? Because, you know, it, every day is precious, and obviously they grow up fast. But I can't wait till they get to teenage years. I mean, am I right? I can't wait because, like, boy, has he got something coming. <laughs> it is going to be something. And I can't I, – I, and motivated to keep the download going for at least one more year <laughs> so we can have those episodes. I, I mean, I heard when I was, you know, when, when, when I learned that I was going to be a father, oh, boy, you wait, you wait, you wait. That's all I hear. You wait till this, you wait till that, you wait till this. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a damn handful now. I mean, I think it should get a little easier as it goes. Oh, yeah, it gets easier. It gets easier. Yeah. It absolutely gets easier. Hey, I'm – Teenagers, they're harder than the shitty old diapers full of liquid poo. Oh, I mean, boy. what's harder than that? Everybody agrees. Give me oh a couple shitty diapers. Hey, look, I don't, I believe what you're telling me, but I just can't comprehend it getting much worse than the than that. Some of them diapers, man. But but I am glad he brought this up because you know what we do again get to live out Dale Jr.'s <laughs> parenthood on the show, and so that is yeah. actually a really cool thing that I think that. People appreciate. I do. And uh, well, my wife doesn't always appreciate no, it. No, no, she doesn't. No, that's she your doesn't. problem. And she'll she she's on Instagram. She'll see the videos. Y'all y'all put together these little YouTube clips, and they get on the Instagram. And she's like, "Hey, you didn't you didn't tell that story right." And I'm like, "Well, come on into the show and let's hear the, let's hear your side of it." And that's the. That, you say that some of our best interaction and engagement with fans. Hell yeah! Is when Amy comes on the, the show. Amy stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, we need more Amy. I'm going off script, but who doesn't think Amy needs her own show? I think Amy ought to have her own show. 
Me and Mike might lose a few listeners, but that's okay. That's okay. That's I think okay. We've been trying to tell you that one for years, too. Uh, I'm ready. You get like a twist <laughs> my arm. I'm ready to do an Amy show anytime. Amy and I have even talked about the show, and we even have a title for it. What is it? I'm not telling you. Why not? It's called Gimme Them Biscuits. Gimme Them Biscuits? Dim. Dim. D-E-M. Gimme Dim Biscuits. Gimme Dim Biscuits is the I name don't of even, a podcast. That's a great name for a podcast. Yeah. I'm not going to anyway. say anything bad about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I'm learning some of my lessons. Well, should we bring up our first guest? I would love to bring up because you know what? I just met Will Compton just a little <laughs> while ago, but I've been a fan of this guy yeah. for a long time, and i got to be honest with you, I'm a huge fan of his podcast, and I've been a huge fan of his podcast even back before it was on Barstool. Yeah. But you guys, does everybody know Bussin' with the Boys? Yeah. That's right. Do you also know that he's the, probably the greatest linebacker that's ever come through the league, into the NFL? The greatest, and I don't even think he's retired, right, Will? You're not retired. You still got some time left. Come on in. Ladies and gentlemen, give Who, a clap. We got Bussin' fans? Yeah. <laughs> Anybody want to share this out of Bussin'? But, hey, hey, for the Bussin' fans out there, here we go. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> he's still you gotta got it. You got to get the in. Where am I at, right he's here? He's still got it. You do still got it. That was pretty nimble. A, nimble. So, he can do it. I did some covering the other day at Tight End U. I saw did that. So, Billy Football locked his ass up. <laughs> so, so what's the truth, Will? Is the dream still alive? What is it, 10 and a half, year 11? What is it? If we're playing this year, it would be 10.2 because last year <laughs> I tried signing with Atlanta, and we had a gambling show going on at the time, or I did, bet the bus, and we were making a shitload of money if you followed my picks. But, uh... Now, I went to Atlanta, drove down, woke up at 4 in the morning. So, I got ahead of myself. Two weeks prior to going to sign, I did a workout. Um, Arthur Smith, the head coach of Atlanta, sat me down after I did the workout. And he goes, Will, you know, we have a good relationship because he was the offensive coordinator for the Titans a couple years ago. And uh, he goes, crystal ball, perfect world, when would you want us to sign you? Because Arthur has been on the bus a couple times, so he knows that we're doing all this stuff, and he knows that I love doing it. He wanted me to come in, be a backup, be a mentor, linebacker, be like an old head. He's like, but when would you want to come sign? And I was like, perfect world? I said, we can do a couple more of our tailgates because Bojangles is paying us a lot of money to do them. And if you came and got me in early November, I'd be ready to go. And he looked at it. He, turned, he uh, looked at his computer, checked the schedule, and was like, uh, "We have a Thursday night game. I forget against who." But he's like, "We'll come get you after that." And sure as shit enough, dude, on that Sunday after all that, every week he'd check in, like, "Hey, make sure you're staying ready." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "Yes, I'm working out." And uh, yeah, man, he texts me on Sunday, "Hey, pack your Chevy, drive down here tomorrow morning." I get up at four in the morning and drive down to go and sign with the Falcons. And I sit and we go over all this uh, this extra amendment, this extra side contract because I had to separate from gambling and say that I'm not going to do anything, do, be part of none of it. And uh, they're like, the Falcons guy goes, okay, we're going to send this into the league. It should take 15 minutes, and uh, we'll bring in, we'll sign. We got practice tomorrow at 1.30. And uh, after that, eight fucking hours went by, and they end up calling saying, hey, if you want to play in the NFL, you're going to have a long way to go, 
NFL doesn't like, you know, essentially the NFL is a bad relationship with Barstool. They don't like, they don't like everybody. They don't like Portnoy. And oh, so yeah. they, yeah, they I made it, they made it, they made it hard. They I made it hard to sign. And then by the time that there was three weeks left, this was like two months worth of going back and forth. Told to me they wanted me to pay back money, uh, separate from Barstool, like terminate all contracts. They didn't want us to have a podcast. And then and only then I would have to agree to their terms to play. By that time, the Falcons unfortunately fell out of the playoff race, and I was just like, "Well, I'm not fucking doing that." Yeah. Because this is, dude, I, we can we can make we, you know you got we get good. to have fun without banging our bodies. Yeah. You, well, you got a good thing going on now too. It's just not like uh, dude, it's a, a blast. We just fucking yeah. partnered with Twisted T, so we're fired up about that. Our first time ever rapping. Our so for anybody who's unfamiliar with our podcast, Bust with the Boys, our podcast is on a Dale Jr. theme bus, the Eight Bus. You had Dale on, and it was a that one right there. Yeah, that we had like, Dale on. That was by fucking coincidence too. Like you didn't go find that bus. Found yeah, you. it was, yeah it was out in a parking lot over in Wedgwood, Houston, just in an uh, abandoned parking lot, just sitting back there. We paid two grand for it, flipped into a studio. <laughs> so we were doing this podcast on this Dale in our bus. We just wrapped it for the first time. When are you gonna get the damn thing where it runs? The motor hadn't ran in that thing since you bought it. So like y'all literally, they have to tow truck this thing everywhere they go. Is that right? It was just over at the it's, Barstool Bar yeah. just opened up. It was sitting out front. Like this Maybe we got to get towed. This thing needs to run, man. We tried getting it to run, but they said, like, we needed a new chassis, like a fire truck chassis. Parts are obsolete, so it costs, like, 80 grand to get it going. I can't believe that. Unless you got something in your backyard. Somebody's I mean, you trying are, to rip you off, man. I can you get are that Dale thing Jr. running. We know a couple boys back hey, in the hey, shop that will get that man. thing running. It costs no money. But they <laughs> you, we, hey, we can get a tow to you guys. We're going to start a fund tonight. Go fund me. We'll get that bus running. Ah, I, did not, I did not know this, though. I did not know that the, the, the thing was already painted with the eight paint scheme when you bought it. It was, yes. a, it was a bus that race fans took to the racetrack, and they just happened to paint it number eight Budweiser. Well, they found it and thought, this would be a great studio. Okay. Well, yeah. be honest. You got to be honest. Did you know what that eight even meant or who it belonged to? When you bought it. Yes, 100%. So Dale and I, are you familiar with how Dale and I got acquainted? No, I'm not. I'd love to know. So when I was on Washington, you guys, like, obviously some people are probably sitting out there like, yo, who's fucking Will Compton? How do him and Dale know each other? The boy, yes. <laughs> so I played for Washington. Dale loves Washington. Yeah. My story, I was an undrafted free agent. I was on practice squad my entire first year. My second year, I got to start a few games. My third year, I took over and became the starter when we won the uh, NFC yes. East. But when we're going through that year, we're kind of coming back. That was the Kirk Cousins, you like that year. And, oh, uh, that's yeah, right. bro. And we were having fun that year. Yeah, that's and right. And I got followed by Kevin Durant on Twitter. And mind you, I'm now starting in the NFL childhood dream. Like, I'm like, yo, we're fucking doing it, boys. <laughs> and uh, I see that Kevin Durant follows me because he was a Redskins fan. And I'm thinking, holy shit, like, this is insane. Like, I was on, I got my first sack, my first and only sack in my entire career. <laughs> I hit like a dab, like I'm always like dancing and trying to have fun. But I find out in an article, a uh, news article, that Dale was following me, saying like, oh, he's got funny tweets or something like that. And I'm thinking, fucking Dale Jr. is following me on Twitter. I follow back. We go back and forth because I'm like, hey, man, big fan, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, I love what you, well, love what you do. Yeah, I love your Twitter. And uh, the next year in... OTAs, Dale DMs me a photo of himself saying, hey, good luck at OTAs like this. And I'm thinking, 
He knows how to take a selfie? <laughs> and, and I'm thinking like, man, this is the coolest thing in the fucking, I don't know how much we can cuss out, but I know you're yeah, a father. Go ahead. Yeah. Like, man, this is the coolest thing in the world that I'm interacting with Dale. And so I'm like, hey, thanks, man, blah, blah, blah. We fast forward, that's when you did your retirement. It was like your retirement yep. circuit thing where you go to Richmond and you're going to do some laps and you yep. go, hey, down in Richmond, Washington, that's where we had our training camp. Dale DMs me again and goes, hey, I'm going to be at the Richmond track. I'm putting you on a list. It's like you, Ryan Kerrigan, Dang. Kirk Cousins, like the big name guys. But he was like, I just want you to know you're on that list. So you need to tell somebody that you're on the list because I want you to come to the track. And I'm thinking, riding the car with Dale Jr.? <laughs> but ever since then, man, we've been, I mean, Twitter friends. But then, you know, I, I, his fandom of Washington always surprised me because I'm thinking – Dude, do you know who you are? Like, you guys, everybody knows Dale's, like, the most humble guy of all time. That's right. And I'm just like, hey, do you right. know you're, you're Dale Jr., right? And you're a fan of me. So I thought that was the coolest thing. And then when he finally came on busting with the boys, it just tied the knot for our yeah. beautiful friendship. I, I will <laughs> say this, too. For, so this has been a decade in the making. Me and him have probably text back and forth around 100 times and we're going to get a beer together. So y'all are watching oh, us this have it? our first beer. This is the first beer. Right on. Yes, sir. Right on. We still got to get out to that secret town you say you got. I oh, envisioned, you haven't been there. No. Oh, man. Well, I envisioned us, you know, me coming into town, whether it's for busting with the boys or coming out for the fairgrounds or doing something, and us having a guy's night out on the Broadway – you know, or getting a babysitter and hitting the street. Because <laughs> that y'all both need one, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, so we still got to do that. We do still need yeah. to get a drink. You still, you still. We gotta have a night. You we game, gotta have a night. I need a Dale shape. story. Do what? You still in game shape? I know being a dad's kind of tough. You don't get game shape's different. I work out. I still work out a lot. I mean, drinking beers. Oh, game shape. We got beer Olympics next week, next beer? Tuesday. Do you? We're doing a beer Olympics. Bustin's hosting a beer Olympics. So we're going to be throwing some beer down. All right. Well, that's good. Wait, wait, you wait, still wait. got how much? You got a gas tank on you still? I'm good to go. Man, when I, I, I can turn it on any time. All right. All right. We'll, hey. We'll yeah. have a late night. He can turn it on any time, but you need a long you turn runway it on? on the back end <laughs> for him to recover. Yeah, I'm going to need about two days. He can't recoup two like days he off. Yeah. But none of us can. I got to check my calendar and make sure nothing's going on for a few <laughs> right. days. Does Mike but, get after it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get after it around Dale. Yeah. Business relationship. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, got, I, yeah. I understand that. He's right, though. Yeah. I, I don't get I can't get after it like I used to either. <laughs> so you ended up uh, playing for the Titans for a while. Obviously, you moved to Nashville. You're still here. So this place is – this town's left quite an impression on you. Absolutely. Dude, Nashville, I grew up four and a half hours away in a place called Bonterre, Missouri, or southeast Missouri. And whenever you get – whether one of the boys were getting married or you had a weekend with the fellas, everybody always wanted to come to Nashville. So when I got to sign with Tennessee, St. Louis, the Rams had left. So it was either Kansas City or Tennessee are the closest teams. So I was always close enough home to drive home if I wanted and far enough away to where I don't have to deal with, you know, all the family BS. But, um, <laughs> yeah, man. And then once we got here, dude, Nashville is awesome. Yeah. Nashville goes hard, bro. So tell me the hardest you've ever went on Broadway. Uh, like, I want I, – I, at some point in this story, I better hear, and then the sun came up. <laughs> Dude, you, you – so 
when I first signed and we got here, you know, guys know of some of the spots. And when you, you go out on Broadway, you can lose, you, you know, you lose track of time and you're right. Next thing you know, you are, the sun is coming out and you're at one of your boys' house in the basement wondering where somebody's <laughs> going to sleep. Yeah. And, uh, but man, those first few weeks being in, in Nashville, we got after it. I'm talking like, you know, we would, first, you know, a lot of the boys on the team love to hit Whiskey Row. Sure, Whiskey Row, living the dream. You end up, you know, going around all of these different bars because Broadway you can get lost in. And it's just, dude, it gets grimy out here. <laughs> and once you do it a few times, you start to realize when you got to run gasters the next day and work out and everything else that it's not a sustainable lifestyle yeah. to go out on Broadway. <laughs> and after you do it a few times, you kind of, it's like, you know, people, who, people, locals in Vegas, and they're like, oh, they don't even go to the Strip. I feel like it's similar here, like, People local in Nashville, not a whole lot. They'll go out on Broadway unless the you know the big events are coming to town. Yeah, like CMA Fest you, or your podcast. This is so off. <laughs> this is kind of kind of connected to that. But I remember um, during uh, some Washington games, there was a there was one specific receiver that drank a little bit during halftime, like take a little sip. Santana Moss. Yeah, you, yeah, I wasn't going to name any names. But uh, Santana Moss used to just just a little drink. They do shot two just shots of Hennessy before every game. What? Yeah. yeah. There's some guys who smoke and play the entire game. Unreal. Yeah, you listen to Pac-Man Jones, he would, he, would, he would roll a joint every game. I don't see how dudes do yeah. that, bro. Wow. That's hey. a different animal. Everybody like, hell yeah. But, but, but if they come back and catch us, Santana Moss was good. He comes in and gives two – Two touchdowns a game or something like that gives a man his shots, right? Yeah. yeah. Who's going to argue with yeah. him? Yes. But yes. You, like, so you played in Vegas, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Vegas or Nashville, what was the more dangerous town for a, for a professional athlete? The more dangerous? In Vegas. Terms of the yeah, of course. <laughs> Vegas. Right? It's not close. So, so, right. So then I feel like you would have been conditioned for Nashville, Quite well when you. Came. I was. I went to Vegas after. Oh, the you did. Yeah, after ten. So I went. I went. Once I went five on Washington. I went one Tennessee, one Ra Oakland Raiders, back to Tennessee, back to Vegas. Once you get in. Fixed, once right. you get in, you tell the coaches, smooth the Boy, coaches a couple got times. Lucky. I'm gonna taste it. They could have sent you to Green Bay. What the hell are you gonna do up there? What they get? There's some. Find there's a place. beer. <laughs> right. You gonna find something. But yeah. But yeah. That, I mean, those, those are some pretty. Then it was, it's, it's been a fun career. But then you land here, though. Like, you moved here. You feel like this is where you're going to stay the rest of your life, right? For a while. For I, a we while. just had my wife. Uh, we're two years married. We just had our first daughter. She's 14 months old. Shout out Cerulean Bell. Um, but, yeah, man, we, we love the community here. You get a lot. What? Yeah. What? The boy, yes. <laughs> the boy. Um, but we, we do. We like it here a lot, man. We have some good communities here. Nashville's a good place, man. It's a happening place. And, uh, you know, people, it's also a spot where you can get your friends and your family to come visit. So that's fun. That's easy, yeah. too. Yeah. I want to ask you about Bustle with the Boys. I remember, if I, if I remember correctly, you, your first couple of podcasts on a couch in an apartment. Am I right? Where did y'all start that out? We started our first pods on the bus, but we didn't have the furniture that we have now. Okay. So it was stripped bare. Like, we were in a back gravel lot, no AC, no electricity. You had done no, no social media content similar to that prior to getting the bus. Like, you literally started 
everything from scratch on the bus. Yes, yes. We Why did you want to do that? Why so, did you want to do the show? So I've always had, like, I've always been a podcast junkie. Like, from 2000 and probably 14, I just always loved podcasts, whether it's comedy, anything, man. I love podcasting. I listen to podcasts more than I do music when I'm on long drives or anything yeah. like that. So I always thought it'd be cool if we would be able to stand up a, a, a podcast where you're bringing the locker room to life because the majority of the time, football players, you're wearing helmets. People don't get to, you know, when you're on a team, it's always about the shield. It's always about the logo. And we have a lot of cool and unique conversations in the sauna, in the cold tub, in the locker room. And so I, I thought it would be awesome if those conversations could get recorded. So I talked Taylor into doing it because Taylor just signed the biggest deal in O-line history. So he was kind of untouchable as like a, you know, getting in trouble or anything like that. And myself, I was a free agent. And so I was like, I'm on the back end of my career. I need to figure out what I want to do now. That was something I wanted to do. I was nervous to do it. Took the leap. And obviously it's grown into what it has now. But that's how it started, man. I just love podcasting. I was like, yo, let's bring something to life to where it's like you're sitting in the locker room, a six-pack sitting there, and people are hearing conversations and listening to athletes, guys like yourself, entertainers, musicians, artists, comedians, comedians, and open up and be themselves around us because we're not corporate media holding the microphone yeah. in front of them. Who's your, so, dream, who's your dream guest? You. No, no, no. He's I've already been, been on, on the show. <laughs> just kidding, you you, who's your dream guest that you haven't gotten yet? Oh, man, I think it would be awesome to get Adam Sandler. I think Adam Sandler, I think it would be, he was always somebody I would write on a worksheet growing up. If you could have lunch with somebody, I always wrote him because I just think Adam would be so fun to hang out with. Will Ferrell. Have y'all reached out? No. Yeah. Well, you can't, you can't ever find out like, whether they would do it. Yeah. I feel like at some point you got to figure out, like, when's the right time to take the shot Yeah. versus wasting it too early. I hear you. So y'all have, how long have you been doing it? Feels like three years, but it's been no. four four years. And y'all y'all's numbers today are astronomical. Like what y'all have become, y'all are sort of like like you said, man. You brought the locker room to laugh life. Like as far as footballers go, NFL. Like this is the quintessential podcast that you know anybody that's a fan of the NFL. This is number one on their list. I appreciate that, man. Um, well, I know what you, I know. Y'all have made some big strides, man, and you've talked about that over the last several months about how far y'all have come. Um, congratulations! But like, are you blown away? Do you wake up in the morning and go, "I can't believe this is my life"? You li you wanted to create this second career, this career after football. You've more than exceeded, at, you know, as far as what I think all of our expectations and yours included were. Yeah, man. I you know. I do. I take a lot of uh, pride on, like, being, like, that overachiever, being, like, an undrafted cat, like, getting at it, like, being gritty about everything I like to do. But, um, yeah, man, I do. I wake up and I'm like, holy shit, like, my 10-year-old self. Because anytime I go to Disney or anytime anywhere, like, you know, meeting you and still being around you, it's like, man, my young self would think this is so fucking awesome that I get to do this stuff, talk with these people. So any... Man, I got to play football legit in the NFL. And that was, I, I was obsessed with wanting to do that as a kid. And, like, you know, my wife, she was a cheerleader in the NFL. Like, as a young kid, I'm like, yo, I married a cheerleader. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, it, yeah, it's incredible, man. Yeah. It's nuts. It's nuts. And it's nuts that I'm, I had Old Red right now 
talk with you again <laughs> on the Dale Jr. Download, bro. But well, yeah, man, we it's appreciate awesome. you. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, you know, you guys are both part of a shift that's, I don't know if you noticed happening, but retired athletes or people that are not retired, still got, still got a little left in the tank, but finding this relevancy in the, you know, in the afterlife of the afterlife of the, uh, the active playing career. And I think it's changing the game, and both of you two right here are part of it. So congratulations on your show as well, man. Mike, thank we you, We love bro. it. We thank love you, it. man. We're big Dude, fans of it. We got to collab again, but yeah, bro. Athletes, yeah, all for them. Who man, saw that them. coming, right? I know, a bunch <laughs> of dumbasses, dude. Well, man, I appreciate you coming out today. Uh, it's great to see you again. We're gonna get drunk one night and crawl off of. Y'all heard it tonight. Y'all heard it. Yeah, tonight yeah, would not be a good night for me. But was that the send off? Yeah, we'll set it up. We'll get it going, man. Everybody, Will Compton, right here. Let us hear it. Mike. See you, pal. Thank you, man. All right. I, 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 oh, boy, how about this? Here, I'm going to switch out with you. What are we doing? You mind? Oh, damn right. Give that to Dale. Hey, I ain't driving tonight. <laughs> Dude, thank you. Dude, so, awesome. I know Is that... Having Ally as a uh, partner of ours tonight. I hope y'all appreciated hearing from Will. Will's a good dude. And uh, I'm so proud of him and what he's been able to build with his podcast. I want to thank you for coming out tonight. He was over, uh, Barstool's opening up a new place down the street, and he's out there for that and dropped in, did us a solid. Um, but since Ally is one of our sponsors here tonight, um, is would Bowman be in? In the house yet? He is. Hey. All right. Let's get him on up to the Ladies stage. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Bowman, driver of the 48 Allies Chevrolet. Thank right. you, guys. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you. It's been a bit. It has. I, um, I'm excited to talk to you, man. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So... This is a weird thing. I always, I don't know if I'll be able to articulate this well. I am just now starting my NASCAR season because I work for NBC and we don't work the first half of the year. Must be nice. So it's hard for me to look some of the NASCAR drivers in the eyes because they're halfway through the season and they're pretty much uh, in the middle of the grind. And I'm like, hey, man, fresh off vacation. How's it going? Yeah. How's I, it going? I've been at the beach for two weeks, Alex. What's going on? I did take four weeks off. <laughs> you did take so time off. I, did. I wouldn't call it a vacation, though. Yeah, it was not a vacation, <laughs> but four weeks were taken off. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about that. Um, you broke your back. I did. Like, how, like of all things to do, Alex. Uh, yeah. Um, not a good deal. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So for those of you that don't know, I broke my back uh, on my 30th birthday. On your 30th birthday. Yeah, so... What were you doing racing on your 30th birthday? Being a fucking idiot. Why weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> like, you should have been at Old Red. Yeah. yeah. I, I was in the middle of Iowa in a <laughs> cornfield racing a sprint car. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, um, I knew in my 30s my back was going to hurt. I didn't know in that capacity that quickly my back was going to hurt. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so um, crashed the sprint car. Uh, just kind of one of those deals racing and did you know it right away 
I am great at denying red flags. Like, yeah. the red flag of, like, the bone snapping noise when I landed. Whoa. It sounded like I was at the chiropractor. No, I just popped my back. Everything's fine. It was not fine. Um, <laughs> like, I, I refused transport. I was like, I'm not going to go to the hospital. Not doing this. I'm fine. It just hurts. And then I couldn't get my fire suit off, and I was like, all right, maybe we'll go to the hospital. They'll scan it. They'll tell me everything's fine. And the doctor, he really got me. He's like, he came in after the x-ray and he's like, all right, great news. We can take your neck brace off. Nothing's wrong with your neck, but your back is broken. So, um, yeah, I had a broken back and it, uh, it was pretty painful. But How do you, how do you uh, I mean, there's nothing you can do. No, you, you just, just got to let it heal. And so, when, how do you know, like, what do they say to you when they're like, hey, man, you're good to go? What, is, what, do, they, what do you see that tells you, all right, I'm ready to rock, ready to rock, ready to race? Yeah, that was an interesting process. Like, it became pain management a lot. Um, at, at a certain point, they're like, well, it's healing. The bone's growing back. Um, as long as you can tolerate the pain, you're good to go. So, um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it's not, it's probably still not healed all the way right. yeah. um but it is stable i didn't have to have surgery which was nice i didn't like lose feeling in my feet or anything like that um and yeah so it's stable it doesn't really hurt in the race car but at the end of the race when i have to get out that's super painful um and then i'm sore for like a day and then it goes away so it's not that bad. Got a yeah. four-week vacation from it. Uh, put us in a shitty point situation, but uh, we'll make up for it. The funny thing, though, is you were in a really damn good point situation when this happened, so you're sitting right at the bubble, still a shot to make the playoffs. Pretty miraculous having missed four races. Yeah. I mean, and I, a, I, I think that's phenomenal. And a 60-point penalty. Like it's, that, too. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like, uh, yeah, I'm with you guys. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm not a cheater. No, um, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, that that's part of it. So, yeah. um, you know, I think without the penalty, we would have been leading points or second points when I got hurt. And uh, obviously now we're, we're right there on the bubble. So I feel like if we get back to where we're running before I got, got hurt, we can get a win pretty yeah. easily. Um, it has been a little bit of a struggle. I feel like you come back after missing four weeks of racing and you're four weeks behind some of those guys. So um, we haven't had a great couple races since we've been back. Not all of it's been our fault. Uh, we broke a transmission at Gateway and, and ha we had a really bad pit box at Charlotte. But um, yeah, we'll get back to it and uh, make the playoffs and go, go make some noise. You worked with... Um we both worked with Greg Ives. Gregory. For, yeah. The Riddler. Right. The Riddler. That's, <laughs> was that me or you that came I think that was me. <laughs> it's such a good analogy. But we both got to work with Greg, and uh, that was a lot of fun. And he retired last year from, yeah. from throwing the cup stuff. And you got Blake Harris. So Blake comes from the 38 car. McDowell had an incredible year last year. When, they, when I heard that he was going over there, I'm like, perfect. Like, because you need to win, right? I want you to win. I, I feel sort of connected to your career and always yeah. want to see you succeed, right? And I'm thinking, that's a great damn hire. And yeah. so, yeah, and, and to, to that point, y'all had a fantastic first half of the year until the injury. What's Blake like? Blake's a young guy. I think that you and him 
see eye to eye really well. Yep. I got to be around Blake when Josh was subbing for you, so that was fun for me to get to know him a little bit. Um, but talk about Blake and that relationship. Yeah, so that's been super cool for me. Like, obviously loved working with Greg. Huge part of my career from the time when I filled in for you um, all the way through, I mean, seven cup wins, and uh, we had a lot of fun together. But Blake is super intense, like all in, 100% every moment. Um, And he does not care if he's going to hurt your feelings when he says something. He doesn't care if he's being mean. Like, if it needs to be said, it's getting said. If I'm doing something wrong, I'm an idiot, and why am I doing that? And stop doing that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's been really good for me. Like, I needed somebody to push me. And honestly, five years ago, I would have been so uncomfortable in that situation and, like, not wanted that. And I think now, like, I, I want that. I, I need somebody that pushes me. And it makes – I'm a bit uncomfortable with it sometimes, yeah. but – um, it makes me a better race car driver. So I think it's, it's been a really good relationship. When Josh was filling in for, for Alex at Darlington, I'm on the radio. I'm sitting on the back of the pit box, and uh, Josh is having a pretty rough day. And he's, he come into the pits, and he kind of just walked the car into the pit stall really slow and easy and uh, got, they didn't put the car in the right place, and they didn't have a good stop. And Blake said, hey, man, I know we're having a bad day. But it, we're here to execute. I need your ass to execute. That means on pit stops, everything. This, every time we come down pit road, this, this car is going to get a pit stop from this pit's crew, and they're <laughs> going to try to perform to their best. And if you're not executing, they can't do that. Get your ass in the game. And I was sitting back there going, holy shit. Yeah. And so, like, to That's Blake. I was like, man, is, he's just being an asshole to Josh. But <laughs> nope. It's, it's he's every an week. asshole to everybody. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a lovable asshole, though. <laughs> we love him. Uh, he puts together fast race cars, so that's all I can yeah. ask for. Maybe not so much today, but uh, maybe we'll be assholes to Blake, and it'll be faster tomorrow. What do you mean by not today? What was today like? Uh, we just struggled a bit today. I don't know if you know this. Winning the Ally 400 would be a good deal, right? Like, yeah. yeah I actually said that on... Uh, You're telling yeah. me, brother. Yeah. I actually God. said that during the broadcast today, during practice. I said, man... Every year. Uh, every, out of everybody here, Alex Bowman's under the most pressure of any driver because he's carrying the sponsor of the race on the side of his car. Tough week for Alex, man. He's, he's really going to have to come through and win this race. It is a tough week, Dale. If you only knew the half <laughs> he's of it. He's on vacation, buddy. He just, man, you've been he, on vacation. I'm still, my mind's still at the beach. I'm, com- man, I'm coming back, though. If you only knew the toughness. But, um, no, I mean, obviously being the Ally 400, it means a lot. We got crashed by a lap car on, like, lap 25 last year. I so, remember that, yeah. um, I would say it couldn't get much worse, but I'll make it worse somehow. <laughs> so, uh, I won't say that, but I, I feel like it is, it is a high-pressure race for us. But we just unloaded way too tight. And I feel like, as an organization, all the HMS cars were too tight. And we were, like, the tightest unloading. So, we just looked the worst through practice and... I, I feel like we have enough notes and enough teammates that got their race cars better. That will be better um, on Sunday. Don't know how we'll qualify. Hopefully we'll qualify pretty well, but uh, we'll go from there. So the, the race, the practice today was during the middle of the afternoon or during the, during the late afternoon. Last year's race started during the day, but it was pushed tonight because of rain, right? Toyota's dominated, but Chase Elliott wins the race. He starts hauling ass with 50 to go when it got really cool. Um, 
because of your tight situation, does the track get better as it yeah. gets later? Do you get more front grip? Do you think the track comes your way? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know how that goes. Sun goes down, all of a sudden your race car turns. So um, I feel like that'll help us a little bit. And that's kind of what I told Blake today. Like, we're 25th in practice. We look awful. We should wholesale the thing. Like, it's terrible, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man, it's, it's tight, but it's not like a dump like a dump truck like yeah. i can still drive the thing it doesn't drive that bad like i can make it do all the right things it's just slow to react and do those things and i feel like when the sun goes down like we're small changes away from being pretty good so yeah. um hopefully i'm right this is friday night we we race and <laughs> yeah i think this room right here heck yeah lift you up uh, thank you guys and give you everything you need to get, get her done yeah sounds good to me it's uh it's a pretty special trophy. I'd like to take this one home for sure. Yeah, Nashville's a great town. You know, we celebrate our champion here. And yep. now, you know, over the last couple of years, we've been racing our product here. And uh, getting a win in Music City is fantastic. It's one of those racetracks that you it's, – it's a town you want to have success in. Yeah. Um, I'm proud of you, man. You've been, you've been working hard to get back. Thanks, man. I'm, th I'm thankful that you're, you're healed. I'm thankful that you're back behind the wheel. Thank I you. I think with your pairing of Blake – you and him are going to have uh, a lot of great weekends before the season's out, and you're going to be battling in the playoffs, trying to win yourself a championship. Yeah. Um, you're a hell of a race car driver, a great dude. I know you came a long way to be here with us tonight. Thanks, uh, thanks everybody, uh, to Alex Bowman for coming out. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you, man. Thank you, buddy. Alex Bowman, everybody. Give him a big one. I, I swear we didn't talk about what we were going to wear tonight. Uh, yeah, me and Alex are kind of we're like-minded. Yeah, we yes, the same yeah, style. Yeah, like-minded. All right. Um, Alex, man, he's a lot of fun. I've been I don't, a lot of y'all may know, but most of y'all may not. That um, Alex drove for Junior Motorsports for many years, uh, trying to find uh, traction and get his big break at the Cup level. I saw some uh, I saw some talent in that guy, uh, and I was lucky to get him in our cars. To, to be able to give him an opportunity to run up front. And uh, he took that opportunity, and, and he's obviously made himself a career in a couple levels. So um, thankful for him to come out tonight. Now our, our final guest. Are you ready to bring him up? Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, are you saying no? Not right. He's coming. He's, All right, he's coming. He's talking. I know he's, what we can do. This gives us an opportunity to he's do a something. He's a talker. He's probably talking to Let everybody on talking. his way That's here. That's a shocker. Yeah. Hey, Travis, where are you? Oh, his mic's not working. That's not going to work. Somebody turn the... There he is. There it is. All right. Travis, have you been scouring through the crowd, seeing if anybody has a question for Dale? Yeah, here we go. Hey, uh, Mike Junebug, uh, first of all, cheers from Denver, hey, Colorado. Cheers. I like you already, dude. All right. <laughs> hey, uh, Junebug, uh, you talked about being in connected to uh, a driver's career with Alex there. If you could just touch on uh, Josh Berry... Not only making oh, the yeah. jump next year, and Absolutely. then maybe uh, if you can just tell us who's going to fill the void. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah. Did everybody hear that question? I'll, right? I'll no? handle it. I'll handle it. Right. So, um, the, man, he's, he's asking about bossy. Josh Berry. Josh Berry got, <laughs> Josh Berry got hired uh, by Stuart Haas. Hey. Josh Berry from Henderson. Uh, Tennessee is not far away from here. Um, right. So there might be some folks from, from, from around here in his hometown. But, yeah, he got hired by Stuart Haas to replace Kevin Harvick. It's an, 
Yeah, it's an incredible it's an incredible opportunity. And obviously if Junior Motorsports was going cup racing, we'd have did everything we could to put him in a race car. He would have been my pick to drive our first cup car. Um, but if we can't do that for him, um, I, he, he, our drivers that drive at Junior Motorsports, Rick Hendrick gets the first right of refusal. After that, they're welcome to go anywhere they want to go. And so, you know, Josh got a call. I, was the, I, I tried to encourage it as much as I could, and um, I'm pretty excited about it, to be honest with you. As far as who fills the seat next year in the number eight car, Junior Motorsports, there's a long list of drivers we're talking to. Um, Jeffrey's one of the drivers we're talking to. I mean, if you want to name any of the guys that you think are really talented, they're probably on this list. But we're at the early stages. We've got to get that announcement with Josh out of the way, and then we can start moving forward on a few names and try to lock some people down. Good question any, right there. While we're talking, Steve Latart's made it to the stage. What's up? Everybody give it up for Steve Latart. Steve is my good buddy, as you know. Uh, we had a lot of fun today doing our broadcast back in the booth. We did an Xfinity practice and a cup practice together. I felt like we are in mid-seasons of form, man. Yeah, oh, it was easy. Yeah. Smooth. Good to go. Great. I'm ready to go. I yeah. felt pretty comfortable up there. Did you feel yeah. good? Yeah, I mean, they invited us back tomorrow, so <laughs> I think we're still good. No, it was good. It was easy. It was fun. It's great to be back to the racetrack uh, for some practice. We don't get to see a lot yeah. of practice, so that was good. Let's us uh, handicap who we think is going to be better for the weekend. So it was good. Fun day. Hey, Steve, I don't know if you were oh, here boy. earlier, but he, this man right here says he's won money off of your advice on Dirty Mode. He believes in the system. <laughs> we have a system. We have a system. That's it. That's your guy. I want to ask you, Steve, since you're doing this podcast, Dirty Mode, you're offering gambling advice. When you're out and about, are people coming up to you and saying, hey, man, I appreciate the information, or <laughs> I hate you. I wish I'd never listened to that show. I lost 10 bucks. What you, are they saying to you? Well, you can tell by the pace of my walking what they're saying. If I'm walking really slow, they're man, winning. <laughs> so, These are good ideas. So good. But if, I, you know, if the pace starts picking up, it's because somebody's chirping about a bad pick or a bad choice. No, actually, the fans have been great. Um, it's been a lot of fun to create the, the whole idea of the podcast, talking about it. The whole idea is to make it entertaining, make it fun, um, keep responsible, as you said earlier. But we have. We've had a lot of fans in person, a lot of people on Twitter and Instagram uh, send us, man, we, we won this, we won this. We have a few, after some encouragement over some podcasts, I said, look, everybody didn't win everything. Yeah. Right. I mean, Travis's picks are awful. Yeah. So, you know, Where I'm like, it? go ahead. Go ahead. Your bike works. Oh, no, that's by design. This is just like the podcast. Yeah. Who's winning our uh, little friendly wager? You are. You are. I agree. Oh, I, I agree. So, with Steve up here, I thought it'd be a good time for us all together to sort of recap the uh, first half of the year now. We're obviously not going to go race by race, but we're just going <laughs> to talk about a few things that happened this year. Maybe talk about a few drivers, right? Get everybody's opinion. Um, obviously, uh, first thing I want to talk about is Kevin Harvick, his final year. Um, it is Look his last you. year. We just talked about <laughs> Josh Berry is going to take over that car next year. It's a and crowd. Me and, uh, me and Letard, we, we have a responsibility, I think, going forward for the last part of this year to send Kevin Harvick out on a high note. Obviously, yeah, obviously sure. he's going to win some races, but I think it's, it brought, it, you know, it's broadcasters being up there manning the booth, uh, making sure people realize what he's meant to the sport is very important. For, I mean, the guy's won 60 races, a champion. I agree. He's going to win some races. 
Um, it's going to be fun to watch his transition. He'll start at Fox next year, yeah. so we'll get to see him as a broadcaster. Uh, I'm excited to see that Ford has picked up a little pace. Seemed like starting at Charlotte, so I, I knew how Kevin had the talent to win, but now I think he might actually have the equipment as well. So I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping he has the proper send-off, right? We saw Stewart win late. We saw Gordon win late. You won late. Cr- like, we like to see these guys that have been around a long time get one of the, at least that one marquee win that they get yeah. a good send-off. So does he win? Absolutely. Where does he win? Uh, that's a good question. Phoenix? No, 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 <laughs> no. No. Phoenix is, I understand, like, he's very good at Phoenix. I think so that he wins. not a bad choice, Mike. I no, think he wins. Bad we choice. laughed he wins, at you uh, like you don't know what the hell you're talking about. I know exactly what but I'm talking about. Now that I Richmond. put a little thought to it, I want to give you exactly. credit. He'll Richmond. 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 All right. Harvick wins, wins Richmond. Richmond. We talked about Denny earlier, um, and we got a little mixed reaction, as you'd imagine. I, call, I think Denny's sort of the new villain of the sport. And, and because another driver is no longer the villain. Um, five episodes. Yeah. Took him five episodes what, to get yeah. a fine. So I That's just, a record. I want to poll the room. Poll in the room. Right. Okay. Do y'all think that Denny wrecked Chastain on purpose at Phoenix? Yeah. All right. Do y'all oh, think? Do which y'all time? Think, do y'all, this year. <laughs> do y'all think he should have gotten a penalty from NASCAR? That's right. I'm with you. Yeah. That was an overreach. I'm, I'm yeah, with I'm with them. Yeah, we're, we're all together all on the this. Same, yeah. For sure. Don't Listen, here's the problem I have with the penalties. Now you're just asking the drivers to be dishonest. Right. I mean, now they get out. Like, now I wreck yes. you. Then I get out and be like, get out no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Which they're doing that now, by the way. Right. Like, they're I love Chase to shit. death, but he hooked Denny. But he was at least smart enough to be like, nope. Oh, absolutely yeah. not. That was, that's that's right. definitely well, not what happened. Since you mentioned it, let's go to that. So Chase wrecks Denny at Charlotte. Who here thought that was intentional? Yeah. Not intentional? Man, I don't know. Oh, come on now. Wait a second. Raise your – wait, I want to see how many hands. How many hands think it was not on purpose? One, yeah. one hand. Okay. Hands. Okay, a couple hands over here. Are y'all crazy? <laughs> <laughs> he turned the hell out of him. For sure. There was no doubt. No kidding. Um, but I get it. I get it. Uh, so, but that was out of character a little bit. But hey, man, guy put his foot down. I had enough. It ain't the last. It ain't the first time they had a run in. They had problems. Remember Martinsville, Phoenix yeah. years ago. So I mean, Chase is like enough. Yeah, people forget that uh, image in Turn Three after Hamlin shipped Chase. Yeah, right? I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't yeah. mean to do it. I mean, you could, you drivers remember everything. That's what I've <laughs> learned about drivers. Like they'll get out and they'll start going like, well, you know, f- four and a half years ago. And you, you just get cross-eyed. You're like, I have no idea know, what you're talking yeah, yeah. about. Oh, we never forget. I gotta, I'm holding a grudge from 96 <laughs> with a particular driver. That old damn Jason Keller. He's long retired, but if I ever <laughs> see his ass on the track. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say, so I, in 19, so when, so Carl Edwards, right, has not, Carl, Ed- Carl Edwards has not been to a racetrack or even watched a race in 15 months. I don't know, a long time, right? We have this uh, 75 greatest drivers uh, of NASCAR deal at Darlington that brings a lot of us together. Well, that was a flex right there, wasn't it? And we're all, <laughs> I'm sitting on this stage <laughs> with the other 74 greatest drivers, 
And so um, Carl's sitting next to me, right? <laughs> and so I'm like, damn, Carl, I ain't seen you in so long. What are you doing? He's like, I'm building a boat. I'm sailing over to Europe. I'm like, oh, okay. And so we're just talking and catching up, and we're jibber-jabbering about whatever's going on in our lives, and they're introducing all the drivers, right, to walk across the stage. And we're, gonna, we're standing up talking, and we're shaking hands with the drivers as they come by. We're standing there. And I'm like, yeah, Carl, blah, 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 blah. He's telling me about this boat, how he's learning how to sail. And they introduced Kyle Busch, and everybody in the stands started cheering. Everybody at Old Red booed, but everybody at Darlington was sort of cheering. And Carl looked at me and goes, what the hell's all that about? <laughs> and I was like, damn, you ain't been here in a while. <laughs> Sit down, let me tell you what has happened. I was like, Carl. Kyle Busch drives for Richard Childress now. <laughs> Everybody loves him. All's forgotten, Carl. All is forgotten. He drives a Chevrolet. It fixed everything. I, I laughed so damn hard. <laughs> that was the best. But, hey, I, my friend Tim Duggar. Who knows Tim Duggar? All right. Tim Duggar hated Kyle Busch, but he loved Richard Childress. And when Kyle went to Richard Childress, now Tim Duggar is a Kyle Busch fan. And so, so I had this same conversation, and I could see the battle in his head. Yeah. He was like, well, I, he's going to be okay there. Like, he was trying to convince <laughs> himself it was going to be okay. I see that battle in a lot of people's head. <laughs> um, but why does old Red boo Kyle Bush? is what I'm yeah. wondering. Why are you guys the tough crowd? My, Travis, let, let, let him talk. Hey, we're good, okay. Well, we are. We did invite a lot of Earnhardt fans here. Hey, I, well, I, I'm one of them. I'm glad that some people still remember. That's right. I was a big fan of your old man, number three. All right. There you go. All right, but what? But, but okay, but what, so, what about Kyle Busch? And I was also in Richmond when he hooked you going into <laughs> three. <laughs> then well, that I got, hey, I got his ass back. I mean, damn, we he can all forget about it. Um, <laughs> I do. I think it's. Wait a sec. When'd you get him back? The next time I went to Richmond. Richmond. Sent him into one, backed it in the wall. How know, about it, that? It was less yeah. memorable, apparently. Dale Jr. don't wreck a lot of people, but the one time he did it, you don't even remember. It wasn't. I don't remember it. Well, it wasn't for the win, but we were leading. <laughs> he was leading. <laughs> hey, I made it. Well, you don't remember it because I made it look so good. I slid the left front. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. he, he yeah. got on the brakes and it locked just him one up. one of them racing deals is yeah. all that was. I was there the day he wrecked, I think it was Gilliland, and, like, we were trying to make the playoffs. That was funny. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. yeah. We talked about, we were talking, uh, Blake, Blake Harris, crew chief for Bowman. Yep. Bowman says he's an asshole. Sometimes he just tells him the truth. He's like, hey, man, you're messing up. Get your shit together. And he, uh, Harris was doing that to Josh Berry on the pit box at Darlington. And I was like, golly, he's getting into Josh's ass. That, that was the only race that I can remember where Steve Letarte literally was, had enough of my shit. He's like, <laughs> fact. That is true. I like, lost my shit. Yeah. So how did – oh, so the, we're racing along, qualified 16th or something. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. whoa, whoa, whoa. Tenth lap in the race, there was a wreck. Yeah, but we qualified like 26th. Okay, 16th, 26th. <laughs> we qualified like 10th. Like Clint Boyer. We wrecked with Clint Boyer. Clint off from, spins out. Yep, fair. We're kind of all coming through there. I'm on the outside, and Clint kind of rolls down the track, and I'm like, ah, I've run into him. Not and your fault. Not my fault. Good with that. I don't, I'm in the car. I can't see the damage. I drive away, come down pit road. They cut and carry on, and 
I don't know this, but they've cut the whole right front off the car. There's nothing but a tire. And so I'm So wait, 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 wait. What did you tell me today about listening to me? What was the statement? I don't listen to every word that comes out of your mouth. This night at Richmond would have been a perfect example because I explained exactly the damage that was they on this not. race car. <laughs> I go out there and I'm racing and I'm like having, my car's good. And so I'm catching people and I'm trying to bump them. And he's like, quit it. You don't have a bumper. You're <laughs> quit doing that. You're going to knock the radiator out of it. I'm like, what? There's no bumper? There's they no live. bumper. <laughs> so we somehow make it into the playoffs. This is what happened. He stops on pit road like everything's fine. He gets out. He turns around and looks at the front of the car. He goes, holy shit, you should have told me it looked like that. <laughs> I said, we did multiple times, but you didn't yeah. want to hear us. Wait, we made the playoffs, so I got to do – I got to humble brag. We made the playoffs, so I got out of the car, and you handed me a Jim Beam and a Sundrop. That's for sure, in a water bottle. And I walked around the car with that Jim Beam and Sundrop, <laughs> and I was like, damn, buddy. <laughs> No yeah. wonder you were so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait a second. You said, one of y'all said that that was the only time you were mad at Dale. I remember a Michigan. Yeah, but we won that race, That's so it all right. goes away. Wait. That's right. So That's like, the only time. being mad, though, oh, 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 it, it oh, works that out. Was, that was, we were, it was just I a, don't remember. What happened? It's just a little disagreement in practice. I mean, he wrote about it in his book. <laughs> well, what happened was we were good, and then they changed a the tire, and we were not good. And we couldn't run any laps because there was a limit on the motor. And he was very pissy about it. <laughs> and he stomped up and down the hauler. And I kicked him out of the hauler until we had our meeting after. And then we were good. We won. Like, <laughs> you just overlooked all hauler. that. <laughs> That's how it, hey, you got to be a real asshole to get kicked out of your own hauler. Hey, listen. <laughs> Michigan's been tough for you because I remember wait, a day. Wait, wait, I was Gordon's crew chief. He shows up with Tony Uri and he goes out for happy hour. Do you remember oh, yeah. this? Oh, yeah. So, I, you know, we all go out to make a five or ten lap run. We go out, and make a run, come in, make a change, go back out. We do this three times. I climb on top of the bus. He's just still running. I look at Tony. I'm like, what's he doing? I don't know. He won't talk to me and he won't come in. And you just run. And run, and run. We, I, well, I don't know why Michigan was such a tough track for me in practice. So we're, what he means is, like, we're not running good. We're running bad, right? We're frustrated. We want to work on the car. But the engine guy says, you can't run any more laps on this right. motor. The motor is a ticking time bomb. And if you run another lap, it's going to blow up in the race. It's out of laps. And so we can't run anymore. And I'm like, Steve, what kind of shit is this? <laughs> we can't practice the motor? And I'm, I'm raising hell and stomping around. He's like, get the fuck out of the truck. You're, we, can't do any, we can't even think in here. Yep. But with Tony Jr., me and him are like brothers, and we'd fight and argue to each other. But we got, I was out there running around, and I was like, I guess, I, got, I guess we argued during my laps and got so <laughs> mad at each other. And I, was, I just stopped answering his requests on the radio, and I ran the car until it ran out of gas. I was really, <laughs> that, hey, I was really proud of myself. That'll show him. I showed his yeah. ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that'll show that old Yuri guy, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Jokes on I, him. <laughs> I thought I did show him, but maybe I didn't. Um, let's keep. Let's move on. All right. So let's. We we talked about Chase. We talked about Kyle Busch. Um, Ross Chastain. What's everybody's opinion? Oh boy. About Ross? Let's, Thank you. Getting some thumbs down. Got you some like claps. Him. Love him. All right. So. We, we got some people that boo Ross. Um, <laughs> he's he's got, leaning he into that thumbs yeah. down. Um, he's holding it. 
Does, does your opinion of Ross change if he wins more? Yeah. No? Yeah. Yeah, see, I think it does. I think it does. So, or, or if he apologizes less. Less apologies? So you can keep hitting things. Just don't apologize for it. You like that? All right. See, I know Ross pretty good. I can take him that advice. Tell him just to own yeah. it. Ross, Ross used to rent from me, so I know him really well. I'll be like, he texts me all the time. He's like, hey. Hey, I him, I say, hey man, talk to some fans. You need to apologize less, Ross. Hey, didn't he fix that apology thing when he decked Noah Gregson and I? Does that not fix that? Yeah, yeah. Have we forgotten I about mean, that? I, hated I it. mean, come on. That was Listen, a- I hated it for Noah, but that like I leaned a little Team Ross with a right hook. Yeah. Like, I could get behind that. It's, I don't want you to wreck a guy and be like, man, I didn't mean to. I feel so bad. It's well, just, we, had a, we had a lot of wrestling headlock kind of fights there for a while, so it was good to see some punches yeah. getting thrown. I mean, I thought Noah – the only thing I was disappointed is Noah, I thought, had a pretty quick comeback that got broke up. Yeah. I would have been – I would have liked to have seen what Noah had. He, what, he, had a, he had a punch on the way. Oh, it was quick. <laughs> he did. I think Noah can fight. From what I've heard about Noah's, Noah's uh, childhood, I mean, he's been in a lot of fights. <laughs> This guy. So, uh, <laughs> it's definitely been a lot of people want to take a swing at him. Well, apparently, yeah, sure. apparently it's lasted a lifetime. Yeah. Um, I'm so not much he's, of a fighter. Good, you ever get in a fight? I'm not much of a fighter. Yeah, great question. Yeah, no. Come on, man. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I talk a lot, so I talk my way out of a lot of dumb shit. I try not to get in a fight. Now, wait a second. Let me think. I, I don't remember. You correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember any things where you about got in a fight. I do remember some post-race Talking altercation-y things. One with Denny Hamlin after the after the shootout. You don't remember this? You wrecked him on the last lap. And I wrecked him? Yeah, yeah, you wrecked him. It's okay. It was non-points race. Do y'all remember this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was mad at you. He's like, what are you going to do, wreck me for six? That, that was in the garage. Also, the Robbie Gordon thing you can't forget, right, at Bristol? Robbie Gordon? Oh, yeah. Well, Bristol, that's right. I, yeah, I remember. I yeah. Was, yeah. So, I mean, he, he can get mouthy with the best of them, Steve. Yeah. Like he, he, I throw a good bird. <laughs> he throw like. a bird I at you. Bird, yeah. Right. All right. You know, there's good birds and there's people that don't know how to throw birds. There are. There's some non-committed yeah. ones that are just. There's some pretty If you're going to be half-ass, you got to have some artistic quality to it. <laughs> you, gotta, you know, like. That's right. Yeah. There's got to be a little bit of signature to it yeah. for sure. I like. I, personally, I, I like Ross. I know him a little bit, so I kind of like who he is, but I also think that he's good for our sport. I think. Oh, yeah. I agree. Even, listen, listen, let me tell y'all, I'm, I'm with, I'm on board with some of the people that boo Ross because I used to have to race against him in the Xfinity Series and he would piss me off. Him and Justin Algar had a race at Watkins Glen where it seemed like all they wanted to do was mess with each other and not move forward and it drove me crazy because neither one of them wanted to let the other have the last word and so there's, there's a lot of times where Whereas a as an owner, Ross got under my skin. But man, when I'm a, in the broadcast booth, I'm like, hell yeah, keep it up. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, because it gives us something to talk about. But I do think, you know, I can't wait for him to find himself in Victor Lane with more regularity, right? If we're going to talk about him as much as we want to, we just need to get the old Ross back. This new Ross is boring and slow. What's he got happened? His, I mean, I'm okay with boring and fast, but he's boring and slow. I think he got his hand smacked a little bit at Darlington, and I they just had some bad luck since then. Well, he's fast this week. We'll yeah. see. Is he, he is fast today. He's good. He's he good practice. He's fast today. Yeah. Real good. And All they right. want to run good in Nashville. This is kind of their home 
home track for Trackhouse. Steve, who's the favorite this week? Nope, not Chase Elliott. Not uh, Chase Elliott. Um, I think it's going to be a Martin Jr. Martin Truex Jr. He was good. Truex was so yeah. fast today. So fast. He was fast last year, but he wasn't the best car. Like, he led a lot of laps, won both stages, but he w I watched that race last night. He was, like, Denny was faster than him the whole race, but he just had the track position. And he could run the high line yeah. and defend. Reddick was good, too. We saw Reddick run fast. I think Truex, Reddick, and, and Byron's probably, I think, the dark horse. This? I think Byron's yeah. pretty good. So There you go. He just gave you your picks. Where's our microphone? Where's Travis? Where's Travis? Travis, fire that thing up. All right, everybody, Travis is going to stick this microphone in your face. You're going to tell us who you think is going to win the championship. The championship. Oh, the championship. Everybody in here is free to react to that call however you want. All right, you're on the spot. All right, Ross Chastain. Ross Chastain. <laughs> what you a call. <laughs> Dark Horse. I hope it's Brad Keselowski, but it's going to be Ryan Blaney. Brad Kez Oh, Blaney. All right. Ryan Blaney. Hey. I like that pick. Right here. William Byron, baby. Oh, Byron. yeah. That's a good behind that one. Yeah. yeah, breakout year. All right, Tra Travis. Travis, that's pretty limber right there. Rowdy Bush. <laughs> Rowdy Bush. <laughs> Let's see. All right, Travis going for Keselowski. Keselowski. Oh. Ooh. Really I mean, wow. They're, they're, man, I appreciate <laughs> the commitment. Yeah. <laughs> Dedicated. Dedicated. Willie B. William Byron. We got two Byrons. Ryan Blaney. Oh, Two yeah. Blaney's now. Yeah, Ryan Blaney. I like it. Kyle fucking Bush. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Man. Got a KFB thrown in. Truex all the way. Truex for another championship. That's a good call. He's hot right now. Chase Elliott is finally going to get that win. Yeah, he yeah. needs a win. Just to get <laughs> He'll need a win. A couple of them things. One for sure. <laughs> Number five, Kyle Larson all the way. A Kyle, a Larson. Kyle Larson vote finally. Hey, I got to say, man, Kyle Larson had some big news today. Going to race in the Cars Tour Car <laughs> Caraway. <laughs> if anybody's from North Carolina coming through. Hey, so we, we're calling Next practice. Wednesday. We go to commercial, and he acts like we're still on the air, and he goes, if nobody heard, just the big news out of Kyle Larson today. <laughs> He's going to drive the Cars Tour next Wednesday. Y'all ought to hear what we say during the commercial breaks. I wish they actually let, I, I wish they let you hear it. We have a lot of fun. Larson, if he quits getting wrecked every week. Oh. Wait, is, good wait, 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 who is that a dig against? Is that a yeah, dig? Who exactly, who exactly is, is wrecking him? I want to know. I don't know whoever's okay. wrecking him. I, actually, let's ask you <laughs> this. Did, did Kyle Larson get wrecked by Denny at, uh, at, at Kansas? Was it Kansas? I don't, I don't think so. Okay, it's there you go. It's an honest person. Yeah. Honest. All right. All right, so let's let's. Uh, oh, we got one. Is no, there one oh, no, Come no. on, give it to us. Truex. All right. Oh yeah. Wait, who is that? <laughs> is that the professor? That's, that's the professor. The star of Dirty that's Mo the Do. professor from Dirty Mo Doe. If you ever listen to that radio or that station. It's the man with all the yeah. info. He, but he loves. He ran Truex. out of here. Man, he loves Truex. Um, that's okay. So I'm gonna go ahead and say that I I picked him at the very beginning of the year. Still feel pretty good about it, but it's Blaney for me. Blaney. Yeah. Hey, I, the, the Fords the Fords are not the best right now. I know Toyota's kicking ass. The Fords aren't as good as HMS, but if 
who won who won the champ who won the championship last year and at what racetrack? So the Phoenix, who won the championship? Joey. Joey was nowhere to be found all year long. But he went to Phoenix and he was the best car that day. Wins the championship. The guy that was good enough to pass him, Blaney. He was good enough to I talked to Ryan about it. He's like, man, I could have passed him, but he's racing for a championship. I think if they get to, I think if Blaney can get well, he's I, he will <laughs> I think if he gets to Phoenix and he's racing for a championship, he's gonna have the best car. That's a big if though. I mean, it's hard to get you there. Could, you can make an argument against anybody, but I really think he's got a shot this year. I think it's Hamlin. Hamlin. Finally. Yeah, finally. For that reason right there. <laughs> the more they boo, the more I'm going to say Hamlin. Yeah. I'm going to keep pounding that drum for 19 weeks. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, because I think he's had the years where he was the favorite, and I think this year he's going to be off the radar a little bit. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. I, that's my pick. Oh, that's your what? pick? That was my your? pick. Your pick's Denny. Denny Hamlin. Jesus. That's right. Bullshit. That's right. <laughs> Bullshit, they say. <laughs> now we're talking. Finally someone with some sense. Yeah. <laughs> I think Truex got a better shot out of that camp. Uh, yeah, I'd, listen, I'd love that. Yeah. I want it to be a veteran, somebody on their last I like, legs. I like, so I feel like Martin's in the best position because he is like, Martin don't give a damn. They're I like, agree. hey, man, are you coming back next year? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> and he's winning races. He's got, like, zero pressure. Well, the win helped because they were racing like they gave a damn. Right. Like, he was driving all tense, making bad choices. James Small was making bad choices. Yeah, they were fighting. They were like, fighting. I've been there, right? Like, when you lose long enough, you start questioning. Then they won one time. They got drunk together, and they are like, oh, yeah, we'll do that. It'll be fine. And now yeah. they've won twice. I think here could be three. Yeah. All right. I think that's the big thing. Oh, well. well. I can't take Mike seriously in a hat, just for the record. In a hat? He wears yeah. one every time. I'm yeah, but it doesn't look head. like this. Yeah. I mean, what do I look like? I don't know. I'm you supporting look... our friends at Ally. What are you talking about? No, it's a good-looking hat. It just doesn't fit you. Okay. <laughs> All well, right. St style tips from Steve Latar. Hey, Jeff Burton said I was <laughs> the best dressed. He did, but he said I, what he Jeff said I know tied about the best tie. <laughs> yeah, and he said he was the funniest, so you can't believe anything he says. N All right. Yeah. Well, thank so, Wait, wait, wait. What, oh, do we think, what do we think is going to happen at, at the race Sunday? So yes. let's go ahead and let's cover that real quick. What kind of race are we going to see? Um, <laughs> no, don't even rain say out. those two Damn words. Damn, better not be no rain Damn, out. Dude. No, not a rain <laughs> out. Uh, I think prime time is going to be great. I think the concrete here widens out. It's going to be good. Uh, Toyotas look really, really fast. I think they're going to be the cars to beat. But I think William Byron is really good. And I, I really want to see what Chas Chas ain't his car enough to win the race. So I'm waiting to see how Chastain's gonna gonna run. In yeah. my opinion, it's Truex. I think Truex looks great. He's gonna be really good. I'm more interested. Tomorrow's gonna be good too. I think y'all your cars look really good tomorrow. Oh yeah. So I forgot. The yeah, there's a race tomorrow, tomorrow too. <laughs> yeah, I was actually surprised during practice to see the Junior Motorsports cars run so good. Look, I, I mean I own the shit, so I want it to do good. We won 15 races last year. We won one this year, so. We've lost a little speed. Some rule changes in offseason hurt us real bad, and we're trying to find it. But they showed up today, and they were the best Sam cars. Sam Mayer's rolling. Yeah, they're the best cars Sam in Mayer's practice. Really we'll see good. how it is in the race, but um, things look good for Junior Motorsports tomorrow. I think for me, Sunday, I love the wide racetrack comment. I, it's absolutely true. I watched, uh, talking about watching last year's race back, they ran side-by-side side for multiple laps, battling for the lead. You can't do that at all racetracks. we got to appreciate how great this racetrack is. 
And, um, and I think we're going to see a fantastic race. The Toyotas were fast today. They were fast last year, but a Chevrolet ended up winning the race. When it got really cold, really late, everybody's car turned better. Everybody's car started driving better, and it really changed what the field looked like and who the best car was. I think that happens again. Uh, this race is going to start late. It's going to end later. And while the Toyotas look fast on a, on a middle of the afternoon racetrack, I think at the end of the day it could be it could be a Chastain, it could be a Larson, it could be a Chase Elliott. And if we have a lot of yellows, it's going to be hard to dominate because I don't think it's going to be a no-brainer to put tires on every time because the tires don't drop off dramatically. So if we have enough yellows, the field could get jumbled up. Yeah. Now, if it goes green, it'll be pretty straightforward. Yeah. But. The one thing, though, too, I liked about last year's race is there were a lot of comers and goers. Like, uh, Kyle Busch jumps out there, gets the lead. You're like, ah, his ass is going to drive away from everybody. He got loose, and they came back to him, and he, you know, he had a new lead change. That, we don't see that every week either. I really love what this track provides in terms of action and, and how, how fun the race is to watch. Uh, way better. Like, when they announced it, I, I was trying sure to be it. positive. <laughs> I know. But I could think about the, the track we tested on, and it yeah. was nothing like the track we see now. I mean, that no. puts on some good racing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're excited about it. Is everybody going Sunday? Who's going? Well, we're Everybody's gonna... going to the Ally 400. Yeah. I'll be damned. Good for y'all. We're going to see y'all there. All we right. look forward to it. Thank you all for coming tonight. It's been a lot of fun. I hope you guys had a lot of fun here on Broadway. I don't know how you can't have a good time at Old Reds and out here on Broadway. Thank you to, uh, to Mike for putting all this together for Dirty Mo Media. Steve, all our guests, Will Compton, Bowman. Um, and special thanks to Ally. It's a lot of fun. We did it two years in a row. I reckon we'll see you next year. Oh. Thank you all very much. Thank you, everybody. Thank y'all. Check out Dirty Mode Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.